your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is a question from Kathy, and this is actually a really good question. And uh, she's basically asking, you know, what should I expect after getting 30 days on my horse? Like when you get him back from the trainer or something like that. So uh, this is, now let's, let's go over kind of, the, um, kind of the horse in question here. Let's say this is a horse, you know, that's still kind of a little spooky on the ground, but with a little bit of tactfulness, you can get a halter on him. Uh, And then as long as you move, you know, kind of smoothly and don't do anything sporadic, he stays pretty calm. Uh, He can be a little bit distracted, uh, not doesn't really know how to lunge. Uh, Basically, just you can kind of put a halter on him and lead him around a little bit. So let's, let's think of a horse like that, or if you want to see kind of the horse that I've got in mind when I'm starting to talk about all this would be the, uh, in the Colt starting series on the buckaroocrew.com, that little sorrel filly that we did the, like the, the two day start with in the round pen. And if, if you're a first time listener and don't know what the buckaroo crew is, it's just a, it's a website where we have um, footage from clinics that we've done all over the country and problem solving and just all kind of horsey type videos. And that's all on the buckroocrew.com. But so starting with a horse that's, you know, kind of somewhere around there. And some of you guys might uh, wonder, well, does this horse that we're talking about, does it have uh, anything bad in its past? You know, was it abused in the past or something like that, but it could be either or because the, the irony of that is, is it really, uh, it really doesn't matter too much. Uh, so within 30 days, uh, days one through three or four, maybe five would be gentling, fencing, getting the horse good at giving to a halter, uh, where it can, you know, lunge around, yield its hind end, yield its front end. Uh, days one, let's let's call it days one through three, and this is extending it out a little bit. You could have all this within, you know, just a couple days. Uh, but, and this also, let's assume that we're working with this horse anywhere from one to two hours per day. So uh, that's kind of a good reference as well. So... Yeah, days one to three are getting the horse real comfortable and gentle, uh, fine with humans being around it, fine with humans being up above it, good with having its feet handled. And uh, to get to get all that that quickly, it would just be all the stuff in the Buckaroo Crew, the foot handling videos and the Colt starting series and the fencing and the halter breaking videos and all that stuff. But the, the irony of all that is, is, uh, if you have good timing of your release and you know, all that you can, you can teach a horse this real basic stuff and get them real sure about it in a really short amount of time. Uh, even, you know, getting one gentle, that's kind of flighty. 
is a is a pretty straightforward quick deal and a lot of that for that if that horse was spooky would be using the same techniques in the video called desensitizing a horse to any object uh, i think in the video uh, we're using clippers it's a horse that's like scared to death of clippers but anyways in like an hour we get the horse to where it'll just stand there with its head down and uh, you can use like kind of use that as a as a reference for techniques you would use to rapidly progress a horse and that kind of deal. Uh, so now like, you know, day three, uh, day three or four, the horse should be real okay with all this to wear a sack and a mount and throw in a blanket and a saddle up there. And really that big of a deal. And he might scooch or, you know, go to walk off or move sideways just a little bit, but it won't be like anything dramatic. He won't just like, like leave and take off and drag you around the round pin uh on you know as you're trying to hold his head with the lead rope and him running sideways it won't be anything like that he just might scoot a little bit but you'll be able to get the saddle up there you know pretty easily uh on either the first or the second try and it won't really be that big of a deal uh then on you know you'd obviously you tighten the cinch and move him around both ways and he may buck or he may not um if if you want a little extra insurance you can do the the rope trick where you put like a like a lariat like a catch rope uh around his girth area and you just spend you know 30 or 40 minutes teaching him to walk off when you tighten up the rope and the instant he goes to walk off you loosen it and some people might say, won't that teach him to walk off when you tighten the cinch? And yeah, it kind of will, but you can kind of hone it back down from there. It's a lot better. Basically, it's a lot better for a horse to think, exhale, turn loose and move his feet and walk off when a cinch goes tight than it is to do the opposite of that when a cinch goes tight, which is hold your breath, tense up and get ready to uh, go into a bucking rodeo. <laughs> so anyways, uh so yeah, now you've ran him around and he might have, but he might buck a little bit or he might not or something like that. But anyways, then, um, you would just go right back to the fencing deal, except this time he'd have the saddle on. So you get up above him and kind of move the stirrups around and spend 30, 40 minutes getting him real comfortable, make sure all that's good. And, uh, nine out of 10 times, all that's fine. And you can go ahead and step on him and he's chill. But if he's real bothered about this, the new stirrups movement, or the feeling of the saddle, you can spend extra time rocking that saddle around. And when I say fencing, if you haven't watched the video, it's just where you're sitting on the top of a fence up above him to do all this stuff. Uh, and a good test is, is if he'll stay up against the fence and let you do all this. If he will, that's a, that's a lot better chance of knowing that he's okay to get on. But if he keeps stepping away and he gets bothered and he won't let you do all that mess, then you kind of, you know, there's, there's your answer. You need to do more of the fencing and stuff. Anyways, so it's like day four, maybe day five now. So now you're stepping a leg over and you're going to, before, uh, before swinging a leg over, you're going to untrack him where you pull him, uh, you pull him sideways as you're just halfway on him laying across the saddle and make sure that he just smoothly, softly and calmly and calmly will just kind of move off and walk a circle around you as you're kind of hanging off the side of him. Uh, you want to make sure they're totally good with all that. Really good insurance is to do that on both sides. I usually just do it off of the left, but um, you could do it both sides, get them good at that. And all this is in the Colt starting series. But anyway, so uh, day four, day five, you should be on this horse uh, in like a rope halter, riding it around the round pen. 
not really trying to steer him or control him. The only thing you're doing is getting him to go and move out and move his feet. That's the most important thing. So day four, he should be able to walk, trot, and lope around the round pen with a human and rider on his back on a loose rein. Um, and you're not really going to have any control over him, but that's the point. If you've done everything right, you won't really need to. Uh, he's normal in his mind and he's not bothered. So as you make some commotion and smooch and spank him a little bit with your lead rope, that's just how you'll speed him up. And the way you slow him down is you just stop making him go. So that's a, that's another surefire way that you got their brains pretty right is when you quit making them go, they just kind of slow down and come to a walk and walk around, and hang out. But anyways, so, um, after you walk, trot, and lope them around the pen, you know, both ways, four or five times, then uh, you open the gate. And I, if you have a big arena, you take them out into the big arena. And same deal, rope halter, and you just get them opened up and moving around and uh, not trying to really steer them or anything. It doesn't matter where he goes as long as he goes somewhere. Uh, and, you know, you can throw the lead rope over to the left and right side and maybe try to slip in a little bit of a turn or something when he's coming up to the fence. But, Anyways, you'll do like that, you know, for the next uh, four or five rides. And maybe after the second or third, you'll uh, either put a second rein on your halter or you can put them in a snaffle bit. And the way you get them ready for a snaffle bit, you just hang it in their mouth, drive them around the round pen a couple laps both ways. And then from the ground, just pull on it a few times, lead them around, make sure it ain't going to freak them out or anything because a new feeling. But um, same deal if you've done all your homework and you've built up this horse that's confident and uh, not really bothered too much by anything, then he's going to be totally fine. You pretty much can just kind of stick the snaffle bit in. And it's a lot of the same thing, though. You're not really going to use it. You know, if you see a good opportunity, like if he's coming into a corner of the arena and you kind of feel him getting ready to go right, then, yeah, you can pick up your right rein and kind of just go with him. But it's you're you're pretty much just being a passenger going with him, not really trying to get him to go with you. So you'll do a few rides in a in a halter snaffle bit with the two reins uh, and just doing a lot of transitions, you know, letting him making him speed up and then letting him slow down, walk, trot, lope. Uh, and then after you do that, you might you might start to add a little direction in there. So now instead of just randomly going wherever you might start to uh, just see if you can get him to kind of for something easy, like stay against the wall of the arena. So now he's uh, staying against the wall of the arena, consistently going around, let's say, to the right. So um, so now you're just, you know, doing those transitions, walk, trot, and lope. Uh, you go five or six laps to the right, and then you turn him five or six laps to the left. It's a big arena. You're not trying to ask him to do any tight, hard circles or anything like that. Okay, well then, um, you know, this about the this about the fifth or the, I don't know, let's say fifth or sixth day now, something like that. Uh so now you might break it down a little bit. So now instead of taking up the whole arena, when you get halfway down the long side, you might turn him to the inside and see if you can get him to go across. Uh, and then when he hits the other side of the arena, you can, you know, get back on the fence and do that. So now, you know, you're every now and then getting him to do a little bit of that, uh, cutting across the center. Then other times, maybe you uh, cut across the middle long ways and see if you can have him trot, walk or lope down the length of the arena right down the center of it not having the wall to rely on so you see as you go this is like ride number eight or nine at this point 
as you go, you're, uh, or day number eight or nine, as you go, you're just kind of going with him a little bit less and asking him to go with you a little bit more. It's a gradual transition. Like you don't just leave the round pin and go out and try to start working on 20 foot circles. It's way more important that you keep them moving and particularly trotting really nice and free. That's way more important for, you know, the first 10, 15 rides. But anyway, so um and you know every and i kind of forgot this part but you know even from the very first time you got on him right before you got off after that first ride maybe you picked up some slack out of the rope and you just held some back pressure on there and uh just held it until he took a step back and then released it so you're working on this a little bit here and there too you know you're just asking for one or two steps releasing every time he takes a step back uh maybe you know by now where were we at yeah it's like the eighth or ninth ride so by now maybe you're asking him to you know maintain it it's like having him do five steps before going on to something else so it's like back one step release back one step release back one step release whereas you know on day on rides one through four it was just like back one step release for 10 seconds then get another one release for 10 seconds and then one more and then he's all done with that for a little while but now now that it's like day eight nine you're you're asking him to carry it a little you know take a step release and then just right after you release you're immediately saying okay take another step so he's learning that uh you're not really worried about bending him all that much uh you're way more concerned that his feet are kind of starting to learn to go where you point his nose uh the bending will come later on and it will kind of a lot of that will kind of come on its own as well so uh, don't get very caught up at all on the flexing and the bending. Be caught up on getting the reins connected to the feet. And, uh, you know, at this point, the way you're asking him to slow down and stop is you're just taking one rein and you're just tipping his nose a little bit, not a one rein stop. The rein's going to stay up against his neck and you're just going to tip his nose a few inches, say to the right. And then when you feel him slow down, you give him his nose back and you've been you know you've been working those in here and there uh and as you walk as you walk around you know you might be practicing doing like you know 10 or 15 foot circles uh you'd have to work too hard at this point to do a circle that small at a trot and definitely a lope but you know you might could you might could trot some circles that are 60 70 80 feet and they won't look perfect uh but You'll just, you're always just trying to get the feet to follow the nose. That's kind of the biggest thing you're worried about. So now, you know, he's had like, I don't know, 10 to 15 rides on him. And you can, uh, and oh, by the way, after like, after his like fourth or fifth ride, now he should be totally fine to ride out in a big pasture through the woods down a trail. I've even taken colts that only had like six or seven rides to local uh jackpots and stuff just for the exposure and if you've done everything right they should act totally normal like they should act like you know they should be real comfortable and act like they've been there before even if they haven't and that's another good sign of how you know you're you got their minds right uh is that you can take them to these places and even though they've only had six or seven rides uh and you know yeah it's not like you can start loping circles on them or you know do anything cool or super impressive but you can certainly get on him and have him walk and trot around and uh 
you know, your steering isn't that great, but you can kind of point him in a direction and he'll calmly walk, trot and lope off in that direction. And, uh, you know, stuff like that. All of that should be fine. Uh, so let's say now, now it's like day 15. So you're really just getting him more sure of all of the things that we talked about. Uh, you're still mainly just asking him to slow down and stop by just tipping his nose a little bit. By ride 15 or 20, you're probably starting to ask him to do it a little quicker. Whereas like up until now, you've just kind of tipped his nose and then waited for him to slow down and then you give him his nose back. Well, at this point, it might start to be more like, all right, dude, I'm going to tip your nose and then I'll give you, you know, three or four seconds to at least slow down a little bit. And if you don't, I'm going to kind of pull on your nose a little bit to where I kind of bend you a little bit. So it's like tip his nose a few inches, give him four or five seconds. If he still hadn't slowed down, then you kind of pull a little bit. Uh, and then obviously when he slows down, give him his nose back. So you, you know, you're starting to get just slightly more particular, uh, expecting him to respond a little bit quicker to all of these things. But see, you've been, you've been slowly progressing this since day one. Uh, so, uh, you know, you've been working on getting the hind end to step over. So you bend the nose around to the right, right leg will come back and you try to step the hind end around and then, You've also been working a little bit on getting him to back up, and as he's backing up, you're asking him to step his shoulders over to the left or right a little bit. So now it's like, you know, ride 20, 25, and uh, he, can, he, can walk, he can walk some pretty tight circles with a nice little bend, nothing real exaggerative. Uh, and he's not, you know, he's, he's still going to have a little bit of stiffness, uh, but remember, you're still way more concerned that the reins cause his feet to do things. Getting the reins to cause him to bend, that still is going to come way later on. That's something you kind of start sliding in when you, uh, when you get really good control of his feet. So, uh, so it, it's basically just getting them better and a little more responsive every few rides to all of these things. Maybe now we're asking her to back up 10 or 15 steps at one time. We haven't really asked him to tuck his nose down and in or, you know, soften. Uh, once again, all, a lot of that stuff will just kind of come later. We might have done a little bit with it. Uh, a lot of times if your timing is right as you're backing, they'll kind of randomly just start tucking their nose all on their own. And, you know, that's a good time to release them. So more often than not, you don't really teach them to tuck their nose in when you're backing them. They, uh, they kind of just start doing that a little bit. A lot of people make a mistake there. They get them tucking too much, so much to the point that they lower their head real low and it dumps all their weight on their front end. So be really careful with worrying about trying to lower their head. Uh, remember, it's way more about their feet than it is their head. Uh, a lot of times teaching them wrong like that, it'll get them to where they're dumping down onto their front end when you try to slow them down or stop them. So remember, ignore the head for like the first 60 rides. Like You don't care. It's just something that hangs up there, gives you something to hang your bridle on or your halter or whatever you're riding them in. Uh, 
So, you know, you've been working on the the moving the hind end to the left and right and stuff like that. You've been working on the shoulder control here and there as you've been riding them and I can't take the time to explain each one of these, but it's it's all the stuff in the virtual clinic. So those are the things you'll do in the you know the first thirty rides. So at the end of those thirty rides, he should be able to lope like a sixty seventy foot circle with just a slight bit of bend and a slight bit of tip in his nose. Uh, he should be able to walk trot and lope those circles. He should be able to go from a pretty fast lope down to a trot within, I don't know, 15, 20 feet uh, before he, you know, before he finally gets broken down into the trot. And then, so figure within four or five seconds. Uh, And that's still mostly by tipping his nose and maybe pulling a little bit if he doesn't get it done within a few seconds. But uh, you should be able to easily have him speed up and slow down. You're not really necessarily looking for like a really hard sudden stop, but you are wanting to kind of start to see it to where if you do kind of take a hold of him a little bit, he will gear it on down a little quicker than he would have done if you wouldn't have taken a hold of his reins a little bit. Uh, and you should just, you should have good control of his feet. You know, he should be able to walk, trot and lope in straight lines, kind of some squares and some circles uh he should he should be able to he should be able to walk a like a really small circle like a five or six foot circle or imagine like a barrel that a barrel racer would go around he should be able with a slight bit of bend he should be able to walk a rhythmic cadenced consistent circle the size of like a barrel you know as a barrel horse would go around he should be able to walk that for sure he should be able to trot, uh, you know, 15 or 20 foot circles pretty easily at this point. You should be able to spiral him down into like a really slow type of a spin where he's not planting his pivot foot, but he's definitely not going forward very much and reaching out to the side with his front feet and, you know, kind of doing like the most basic, innocent little spin. Uh, or like a turnaround, like a reining horse would do. Not real fast, but not super, super slow either. Just, you know, like a walking cadence or walking rhythm is how you should do it. Uh, and you say, well, why would I want that? You know, well, that's that's just getting shoulder control. It's not about the spin. It's about being able to have lateral control of the shoulders. Uh, as far as side passing or moving over, he should be able to do that um, a little bit. And you've been working on that a little bit here and there. And every time you feel the front end go over, let's say to the left, you release. And then you reach back there and you get the hind end to take a step to the left and then you release. So at this point, you know, you should be able to start to see the ability to move the front and the hind end to the left uh, with a little forward movement, but not too much. Make sure you're not just bending your horse to the right and he's walking straight. You want the feet to both ends, front and hind end, to move, to have some lateral movement uh, to where he's actually side passing, not just mostly walking forward with a bend in his body. Don't get those two confused. Uh, Counter arcs, that's probably something that would come at like rides 40 through 60. You'd start working on that. Uh, 
And then we even we even have a video on the Buckaroo Crew. It's a new one, so I'm not sure what it's called, uh, but we can find out. Uh, just email support at carsonjames.com, and they can tell you what the video is called. But anyways, we have some footage of a horse that has had about 30 rides on him, or maybe he's had a little more than that, but we show what a horse should look like that's had 30 rides on him. And the way that horse, it's a paint horse, a brown and white paint horse, that uh, that gives a pretty good representation of what a horse should look like at, at about 30 rides. Just a good basic foundation, no bother, no worry. Um, he's not always trying to go faster than you want him to, but he's also not lazy. You know, he's just good and balanced and real normal. So uh, as far as describing what that should be, that's, you know, without making this like a three hour long podcast, those are some good things to look for. You should be able to just steer them around real nice. Um, you know, you guys know that deal where you're riding a horse around and let's say you try to turn them to the right and they look to the right and they bend to the right, but they don't really go to the right. Most of that should be all gone at this point. Uh, you should be able to just, he should just kind of have his feet go wherever you point his nose. Uh, so that's, remember that too. That's, that's a, you need to have that by the time you've got 30 rides on him for sure. Uh, alrighty. So I hope that that helps you guys out and gives you maybe some, some goals to shoot for. Uh, remember just work on the little things, you know, all that stuff in the virtual clinic. That's how you get all that going in that short amount of a time. But it is definitely possible, even with a horse that's, you know, not that halter broke and not super, super uh, laid back either. So, uh, the remember, the, the horse that we're talking about here was that little sorrel filly in the Colt starting series. A horse about like that, you know. So, uh, hope that helps you guys out and gives you some stuff to work on, and we will see you next time. <laughs> You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real. Simple. Horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 